My name is Christopher Peter and welcome to the Christopher Peter Review, your source for common sense commentary centered on facts, evidence, and data. For the new viewers in the audience, the Christopher Peter Review markets original podcasts discussing salient current events, focusing on ones that impact our public policy, national economic outcomes, and overall society. I thank you in advance for your viewership. Our society is being impacted greatly by politicians who come into office with rigid ideological leanings. Combined with an unwillingness to negotiate on their myopic agenda or engage with people who hold opposing views. And this is occurring on both sides of the aisle nowadays. Initially, we saw this occur during our first venture into one-party rule, when Democrats controlled the White House and both houses of Congress and decided that Republicans were simply an obstacle to ignore. Obviously, that did not work out too well for either congressional Democrats or Americans who voted for a change in the control of Congress two years later. Rather than moving back towards a path of normalcy with bipartisanship, Republicans exploited the precedent set to attempt to govern in a one-party manner as well. One-party rule does not work. It especially does not work when there are competing factions within the ruling party, all of which are not willing to budge on the world or political views. Not surprising that voters seem like they hold a general distrust of both parties, which we will discuss more later. How I would describe the problem in our current state is we have a political system with a myopic focus on fringe groups or base of voters that our elected officials rely on to keep them in power. In the past, we saw people campaigning for public office try to build a broad appeal to the widest groups in society. We heard terms like coalition building. But coalition building is expensive and requires maintenance. A lesson learned when applying marketing principles like market segmentation to politics is that it is more cost-effective to focus on base voters and add on enough push you pass the threshold for victory. For instance, Democrats focus heavily on voters with ideological leanings deemed as progressive. Progressives are a fringe minority of the Democrat base, but are the center of their messaging and campaigns. Likewise, Republicans are starting to focus on smaller but significant conservative groups in their voter base. So we see both of our leading political parties operating agendas catering to the smaller subset of voters, while the rest of the mainstream has to make do with the public policy that misses the mark. I believe that most American voters simply want leaders who can show good judgment, create opportunities for all Americans, protect our society and communities, and can solve problems as they appear. These myopically focused politicians are not ones I would consider to be broad leaders capable of effectively leading the federal government. Our governments, both the federal and the collective state governments, need to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. They should be able to maintain an effective national or local economy, keep their communities and our nation overall safe, and improve the quality of life for all Americans. When you come into office with a rigid ideological focus, you want to solve the problems that you ran on rather than the problems Americans are facing in real time. Between the time a candidate campaigns and wins an election and the time they take office, there are a host of new issues and problems to face in addition to the ones addressed on the campaign trail. We have seen many presidents have to change their leadership style early on because of historic events that occurred at the beginning of their terms. The tragic events of September 11th occurred pretty early in the Bush administration. Altered the main focus of the Bush presidency. Problems early on contest the resolve and leadership quality of an administration as well. The weak response to the initial Russian invasion of Ukraine by the Obama administration impacted how the world viewed the resolve of our federal government at the moment and left many feeling like we had a government that talked a big game but would not back it up. There was no real consequence after that act. But, foreign policy was not where the Obama administration wanted to focus their efforts. Also, unanticipated issues can occur late in one's term. For instance, we saw former President Donald Trump run and win on a core message focused on economic revival strengthening our foreign policy, and national security. Areas he was largely successful on throughout his time in office. 
Late in his term, he struggled to appear competent and caring when handling a global pandemic, which undoubtedly led to many changing their view on his time in office. The public's tolerance of the chaotic appearance of the administration changed when it became life and death. Sometimes the problems are not what derail a presidency. But the president himself. Joe Biden ran on a return to normalcy, experienced leadership, and building back better. Our economy is heading towards a recession. Our communities are struggling with safety issues. And many of our long-term problems are reoccurring without any resolution, like our border crisis. Unless the issue connects with the climate change space, Biden and his team do not have a great track record of being at the forefront of it. While climate change is important, there is a need to be able to solve problems in the moment and not just pretend it does not exist. When you exclusively try to focus on only the problems you are willing to fix and not able to even do that, then it can also question one's ability to govern. Leaders need to be able to show judgment and leadership on issues beyond what they campaigned on or the issues they hold dear. Now, these myopically focused do have a role in our politics. They do represent a real group of voters who have valid concerns and needs. Our style of government, our democracy, calls for the protection of the minority view in our politics. But I believe the intent is that the minority view is offered consideration and some level of accommodation not the ability to derail the entire process. For instance, the filibuster is a great tool to protect the ability of the minority party in the Senate to have the concerns of the electorate they represent heard. But the majority has the ability to end the debate through negotiation and cloture votes. The idea is that the final piece of legislation or leadership approach will include ways to mitigate the negative impacts perceived by the party in the minority. All legislation has some winners and losers, and all politicians place the interests of their voters ahead of those who did not vote for them. But elected officials represent their entire constituency in the respective districts. Respect the interest of the minority view but not let it completely take the whole ship down. We are seeing the effects of fringe politics play out in the search for the next Speaker of the House, where hardcore conservatives are taking an unnecessary stand. Now, Jennifer will discuss that historically messy situation. My name is Jennifer Smith and welcome to this special edition of the Christopher Peter Review, your source for common-sense commentary on salient issues facing our public policy, national economy, and overall society. I believe that it is important that Americans see that our elected officials are able to govern and lead their respective institutions. Even if it is simply a matter of perception. For instance, I'm not sure many Americans feel like there is much under control in the current White House under the Biden administration. But, members of the administration make it firmly clear that their foremost concern is projecting the appearance of control despite being constantly behind on every prominent issue. Behind on issues facing our economy, the pandemic, the border, and our foreign policy. And that leadership gap extended beyond the administration into Congress and other institutions as well. So it was no wonder why there was a noticeable opportunity for change. Americans grew tired of seeing our elected officials lead from behind. But, the midterms show that there was a little bit of hesitancy on making complete change, which is why there was no red wave. The Republicans did not earn the right to control Congress outright. Based on the last few days, some may feel like the electorate was right. Over the past three days, the House Republicans are struggling to elect a speaker. With such a small and narrow majority, every vote counts and there is a real risk that House Republicans can blunder this opportunity afforded to them. Republicans run the risk that Americans will question the ability to govern if they cannot show the basic ability to set their leadership team. The issue is that a small group of conservative Republicans, who hold the anti-rhino mantra, are holding up the election of Kevin McCarthy who can be easily regarded as a moderate Republican. 
A major issue is that these groups of Republican holdouts do not have an alternative candidate who actually wants the job. They wanted to back popular conservative representative Jim Jordan. He does not want the job and encouraged the group to support Kevin McCarthy. The options for alternatives do not give Republican voters much confidence in the effectiveness to lead the House based on their inexperience. While Rep. Byron Donalds is garnering support and is a budding star of the party, he has not built the resume and experience in Congress to take on the duties of being Speaker. I think it is unfair to think that our political parties should be monolithic and that every member is lock and step with each other. I do think that disagreements within the ranks can be healthy for our democracy, because ideas and solutions need to stand the test of critical evaluation, thorough and exhaustive debate. Like-minded leadership groups tend to have gaps in judgment, lacking perspectives missing from the groupthink eco-chambers. But, I think it is fair to expect members of a political party to see the forest through the trees. For Republicans, the best outcome for the immediate situation is Kevin McCarthy becoming Speaker. Afterwards, hash out your differences. But secure control and mitigate the perceptions of the lack of ability to lead. Our politics does afford protection for the rights and consideration of the minority sex of a government body and a political party. But, there must be some rationality to understand what the big picture is and know what the best political strategy is. Remember, the voters elected you to do the business of the people and to put a real obstacle in front of the Biden agenda that they do not support. In order to do that, they need to get out of their own way first. I understand the sentiment against the so-called establishment politicians and the Republican in name only crowd. Many Republican voters did not feel heard by their own candidates for so long and want Republicans to govern as Republicans. But, I think Republican voters need to be careful in who they trust with filling that void. While this is not the first time Kevin McCarthy has faced opposition to him being Speaker, I think he clearly is the best person in their party to serve in that role in a narrow majority house. In 2024 looks to be a potentially good year for Republicans. But, the foundation is laid every day between now and then. The perception of the ability to lead is important. Republicans need to understand optics matter to voters. Right now they appear to be a fractured electorate that is uniting the Democratic opposition. To their credit, Democrats are better at team politics. Being a Republican in politics is hard enough. Most news media outlets are more than happy to air any content that puts Republicans in a negative light. Media in general does whatever it can to cast Republicans in a distorted perspective. All of the economic, social, and global issues we face now are the direct results of the Democratic Party, yet the focus of the American press is on the fact that there still is not a Speaker of the House elected. To their credit, Democrats are taking advantage of this moment to strike at their political opponents. Licking their chops. But, we must remember that the Republican Party is not alone in needing to manage the competing interests of various sects of a political party. It was not all that long ago when we witnessed daily how a narrowly hyper-partisan group effectively impeded the overall agenda of the Democratic Party, forcing the powers that be to bend somewhat to their will and fringe demands. Most noticeably the impact of the group known as the squad led by Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, affectionately known as AOC. In the past, we saw how squad members, who were each elected to relatively small homogenous districts, created headaches for the power structure and Democratic Party, clashing with former Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who did not hesitate in scolding them when she deemed necessary. But, Democrats understand the need to put power above politics in most cases. And Nancy Pelosi did an admirable job of keeping her members in line, 
as many know of the reported pulling of funds of factions that crossed her. Sex of elected officials is nothing new to our politics, but now a thing in the Republican Party. There was the Tea Party, but the Tea Party members too understood the need to ensure the appearance of leadership. Not rocking the boat at the wrong time and in the wrong manner. In closing, I thank Jennifer for her continued contributions. Also, I thank the audience for taking the time to experience this episode of the Christopher Peter Review Podcast. We truly appreciate your viewership and continue to collaborate to ensure we offer common sense and informative content. The Christopher Peter Review features not only this podcast, but feature commentary from Christopher Peter and news coverage via yours truly. Please continue to visit the Christopher Peter Review channel at www.crcrvw.com daily for new podcast episodes, commentary, news coverage, and curated news content as well. Our focus is always providing objective common-sense analytical content centered on facts, evidence, and data. We leave the partisanship and political hysteria to other sources. Thank you once again for experiencing this podcast episode and we will see you next time.